Welcome to the Wealthsteading Podcast. This is episode 340. Today is October 9th, 2021. I'm your host, John Pagliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, today I'm going to go through a lot of information and statistics. I'm going to try and do it in as short a period of time as I can. And the purpose of today's episode is to counteract all the negativity that's in the media and all the pessimism that I hear from you, the listeners, as to why you think that a market correction is imminent. The bottom line is that I remain unconcerned. And it's not because I wear rose-colored glasses. It's because when I look at the data, I don't see anything concerning. The things that are touted in the media to scare you are often surveys or polls. For example, I just heard from somebody that said that consumer confidence for the month of September was at the lowest level it's been since last November. Well, so what? Why wouldn't consumer confidence be low when for the entire month of September and leading into September, virtually all you heard in the financial media was that September was going to be a dramatically volatile month in the stock market and there was going to be a major correction? Well, there wasn't. I'll get to that in a second. But as far as the consumer confidence, those polls are not based on fact, they're just based on opinion. And generally, public opinion follows the media narrative. And so I always use those polls as contrarian or counter-indicators. When everybody else is nervous and panicking, that makes me optimistic. Public opinion polls and sentiment-type polls are always lagging indicators, not leading indicators. And the logic of it just doesn't even hold up because if you think about it, the poll is saying that last month's consumer confidence levels were at the lowest they've been since last November. Well, ask yourself what happened last November when those polls were even more negative than they were last month. Well, what happened was is that there was a major breakout in the reopening and the cyclical type stocks. And they had a major run-up from November of 2020 through the first quarter of 2021. This is at a time when there was election uncertainty even after the presidential election, and when deaths from COVID-19 were at all-time record highs where you had more than 4,000 people dying at a, at, on a single day. And yet during this period of time, and starting last November, when the confidence level was so low, is exactly the time that those reopening stocks and the cyclical stocks broke out and did their best performance from the previous 12 months. So declining or low consumer confidence or any other type of investor confidence doesn't worry me, it encourages me. And as far as all the negative sentiment going into the month of September with everybody anticipating a market correction, well, it simply didn't happen. The broader markets only sold off about 5%. And on the day when it was the worst, I think it was September 20th, that was the single day when the market dropped the most. I think it, if I remember right, was the worst selling day for the year. Well, that was also the day that there was a huge amount of new money and influx into the market. You have to remember, whenever there's a lot of selling, that also means there has to be a corresponding amount of buying. You can't sell without someone else buying. And while the retail investors were panicking and selling, that was the fourth largest inflow of capital from hedge funds into the stock market since 2008. 
it was also a record day for inflow of money from institutional investors. So at the very time when the average Joe is panicking and selling, that's the day the smart money is buying. That's why I don't panic on days the market drops and I never use things like stop losses. Go over to investablewealth.com. If you search on stop loss, you'll see an article I wrote, I don't know, maybe four years ago or could be longer. But I laid out my rationale of why I don't panic on down days and why I never use stop losses. And September 20th is a perfect example of that. Whenever everybody else is panicked, you should be optimistic. And then as far as the negative narrative in the media and the polls and the way they quote statistics and numbers, just ignore all that. Go out and look at the facts yourself, and it's very easy to do. I'll give you one example of that. Right now, and for the last month or more, while everybody's been panicking and anticipating some kind of a major correction during the months as we move into the fall, well, at that very same time, the reopening-type stocks and the cyclical stocks have been showing better relative performance, meaning that they're outperforming the general market. What that translates to is that the market is not going through a correction. The market is simply going through a rotation. The stocks that have been suffering since midsummer, which are these cyclical and reopening stocks, they started to go down when the incidence of the Delta variant went up. Well, now that the Delta variant is either peaking or has peaked, the value of these stocks is moving up. And so on a relative basis, if you look at just the numbers, take all the prognostication and all the opinion out of it and just look at the numbers. If you look at the S&P 500 on a 200-day moving average, these cyclicals and these reopening type stocks have been underperforming. The overall general market, the S&P 500, the majority of those stocks are at or above their 200-day moving average. That hasn't been true of these more volatile cyclical, right? That's why they call them cyclical stocks. They go through business cycles and they move up and down, not necessarily on a predictable pattern, but on a cyclical pattern. And they had been going down as the cases and the incidence of Delta variant was going up because these stocks had performed so well during the first quarter of the year when the incidence of the virus was dissipating. And so it was a roadblock. These, these stocks, their stock prices got slowed down because the reopening wasn't happening as quickly as investors had anticipated. So they slowed down and they dropped down below their 200-day moving average. But as you moved into September and everybody was worried about this big correction in the market, well, the correction in these cyclicals and the reopening stocks had already happened. It happened over the summer. And so looking at their 50 and their 200-day moving average, those reopening stocks and the cyclical stocks, they were actually outperforming the broad market or the S&P 500 stocks collectively. And so right now, I just ran the numbers on a 20-day moving average, which is roughly a month's worth of trading. And this is during the month of September when everybody was worried that the market was going to fall apart. The reopening type stocks, the cyclical type stocks, the ones that I track and the ones that I own, 56% of them, more than half of them, have a stock price that's trading above their 20-day moving average, meaning that their price as of yesterday, that's Friday, October 8th, their price yesterday 
more than half of them have a price that was higher than it was on September 1st. While if you look at the broader market, the S&P 500, only 47% of those stocks were doing better yesterday than they had at the beginning of September. So the cyclicals and the reopening stocks on a relative basis over the last month outperforming the S&P 500. So it's not that the S&P 500 is correcting and is headed to an inevitable bear market. It's just that many of the very popular and particularly the tech-oriented stocks and the stocks that had been favored by the stay-at-home shutdown type trade, they're not performing as well. Those prices are going down. But the big money investors are not moving to cash. They're not buying 10-year treasuries. They're not panicking. They're simply selling those other positions and moving them back into the cyclical and into the reopening type stocks. Now, a big topic of fear right now, and has been for the last month or more, is one of the reasons that has been given for why September and October is going to have that inevitable market crash, and that's the arguments and the debates about raising the debt ceiling in the Congress and in the Senate. Well, you saw what happened this week when the Republicans agreed to kick the can down the road and postpone the debt ceiling limits until early December. The market liked that. The market jumped up. And people were saying, well, oh, they're just kicking the can down the road. We're going to have to deal with this in December. Well, of course they kicked the can down the road. That's what they always do. And in December, they'll kick it again. Whether they kick it into January of next year or whether they kick it down the road another 12 months, none of it matters. They always kick the can. There is no way over the short term that the U.S. government is going to go into default and is going to fail to meet their obligations. Now, that doesn't mean that there won't be these scare tactics and the market may fluctuate, but you need to see these dips in the market as a buying opportunity because at the end of the day, the government will remain solvent and the market will recover. And I can be so convinced that this is all political drama and I can take the emotion out of it by simply looking at the value of the U.S. dollar. Now, there's a number of indicators I can look at and point to on this, but the simplest way is to just look at the U.S. dollar. Right now, during all the debates and all the concern about raising the deficit and raising the debt level and the fear of default, well, where is the U.S. dollar sitting? It's at a 12-month high. If anybody, if the Japanese or the Chinese or the Germans or if anybody were worried that the government was going to go into default and not pay their debts, well, then the U.S. dollar wouldn't be at a 12-month high. Let me just finish up today's episode by naming some names and pointing out some specific performance of stocks that are in my portfolio that have been performing extremely well over these recent days and months while everybody else is so panicked that there's an inevitable stock market crash right around the corner. And I want to emphasize here, as I always say, I can't predict the future. I don't know if the market is going to drop 10 or 15 or 20%, you know, next week or next month. But I can look at the statistics. I can look at the market and the economic indicators, and I can make certain judgment calls. And that's where you assign the probabilities to determine how much risk there is or isn't in the market. And as I've been looking at those all summer long, even while some of the reopening and the cyclical uh, trade stocks were going down, I knew that they were only going down 
because of the roadblocks and the delays in reopening because of the Delta variant and also because of the supply chain type issues. And I can't exactly pinpoint when the virus will be totally over and when everything will get back to normal, but I know that it will. I know they will go away. I know that the companies that have suffered through this have gotten stronger. They're more efficient. They're more productive. And that means that on the other side of the pandemic, when everything's back to normal and things are endemic, not pandemic, then the companies that have survived will be even more profitable. I don't know exactly when that'll happen, but I know that is the end result. And even today, when there's all this uncertainty out there, you can look at certain stocks and see that the relative performance above where the general market is, and that's indicating that there's a very low likelihood that we're going to have a major correction or that we're headed into a recession. It's just a rotation from one sector to another. So I'm going to run down a list here of stocks that I own that have had fantastic relative performance over the past week, month, and quarter. I'm not going to go into detail of what these stocks do. I'm just going to simply name their names. You can look them up if you're interested. But listen to the list of names. Listen to how well they've done. And you're going to hear several of these names over and over again. And then think to those type companies and those type industries and sectors and I think there's a high probability that their performance will be a deja vu sequel type performance of what we saw taking place from November of 2020 to March of 2021. So here they are. As far as stocks that have performed extremely well this last week when the market was so volatile. Silvergate up 27% over the last week. Stratasys up over 18.5%. Dun & Bradstreet up over 10%. Solar Winds up over 9%. Devon Energy up over 8%. Ford Motor Company, Valero Energy, Car Gurus all up more than 6.5%. That's all just this week. Looking at the past month, and specifically this volatile month of September when everybody was afraid that there was going to be this big market correction, Devon Energy up 42%. Silvergate and Green Sky both up almost 40%. Valero Energy up almost 24%. Ford up 18.5%. The Energy ETF XLE up over 18%. Fox, Eventbrite, Marriott, Trinzio, Signature Bank, and Curtis Wright all up over 15%. And then looking over the last 90 days, again, when we were heading into September to the fall, autumn months when, when so many of the prognosticators were worried about a major market correction. Over these last 90 days, Green Sky up over 98%. Silvergate up almost 58%. Devon Energy up almost 41%. Hill Rom up almost 29%. Car Guru up almost 27.5%. Qualtrics up over 22%. And Stratasys, Dexcom, and Belden, all up more than 18%. So no, I'm not worried about a recession or a major bear market or a huge correction happening just around the corner. And I think there's a very slim probability that could happen at all during the month of October. These cyclical type and reopening type stocks are performing extremely well. The relative performance, I think, is outstanding. 
and specifically looking at these travel type or entertainment or in-person type services, those that had done so poorly last year and then had faltered over the summer as the Delta variant you know, hit with a vengeance. Hotel stocks like Hilton up almost 12.5% in the last 90 days. Marriott hotels up almost 11% in the last 90 days. Eventbrite, the in-person ticket-selling type company, up over 13% in the last 90 days. These companies would not be performing so well if the smart money thought that there was a recession and there was a major market correction going to happen just around the corner. So, hey, take that for what it's worth. This is just my opinion. These are positions that I hold. Many of these positions I've held for the last year or more. I'm going to keep holding them. Because I think that there's a lot of upside between now and through the spring of 2021. Well, hey, as always, thanks for listening. Until the next episode, this is John Pagliano wishing you the very best returns.